it. So without further ado, I will invite the guest of the hour, Brecky Von Bitcoin. Brecky, how you doing? Brecky, I think you're on mute. I there am we on go. Mute. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Well, I was uh, I was a little nervous. It's the first time I put any artwork up for auction before, and I was nervous I wouldn't get any bids. And uh, you know, here we are. We got multiple bids, so we're good. Yeah, no smooth, smooth sailing already. We got a poxy on the scoreboard for. 250,000 sats. He's uh, got a, a soft spot for resin, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he'll, he'll end up with this piece. There you go. You found his weak spot. All right, man. So how are you feeling? I'm good. This is so exciting. You know, I've, uh, I've been bidding on pieces. I've been bidding and losing, but uh, now's the first time I get to put one up, so this is great. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an honor to have you take part of this. Uh, this is a beautiful piece you've created for us. We're looking forward to you telling us all about it, but before we do that, you know, I think anybody in the Bitcoin space, they know who you are, but they probably don't know your origin story. Can you talk us through that? Sure. So um, oof, where do we start? Uh, I, I bought my first two Bitcoins back in 2013, right before we crashed. Uh, I became a hodler. I didn't know what a blockchain was. I didn't know anything about that. I just knew that Bitcoin was like, like, like that gold in World of Warcraft, but real, you know? Um, and I actually was... Um, I went to go study abroad in Russia after that. And um, part of me wanting Bitcoin was like, well, you know, the banking system in Russia is a little eh, and I need some money that no one can take away from me. Um, and so Bitcoin worked. Um, and then I really kind of fell down the rabbit hole again back in 2017, like a lot of people. Um, and, you know, I was working in the film industry at the time and I wasn't really liking it. And this, 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 sorry for using this bad word, but this crypto thing is so exciting. Um, and so I, I went really, really deep, but I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I was a major shit coiner. And, uh, and then I, I saw the light. I started listening to podcasts like Tales from the Crypt and, you know, uh, some friends really kind of steered me in the right direction. And I really went deep down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Um, and so I started working for um, another company in the space and then I ended up at Swan Bitcoin. But kind of during this whole time, um, there was a period where I was between work. I was I was um, leaving my my work in the film industry and trying to find something sustainable to do in Bitcoin. And I was like, why don't I start making artwork again? Because I've always been passionate about being creative and making things. It doesn't matter kind of what medium. I just love to create. Um, and I just started experimenting with with resin and concrete and all sorts of weird materials. And you know, Bitcoin to me was the first time. How do I? this i i needed inspiration right like i wasn't out there making artwork because nothing was inspiring me and then bitcoin comes along and i'm like okay this is something that that gives me some you know a, a creative push um and so the idea with with artwork for me was you know it's i really really enjoy it like it's really relaxing to make artwork and be creative and just kind of come up with things but you know the other side of things is that i wanted to create pieces of art that would start conversations and get people thinking about bitcoin um, and really try to push the conversation. Um, and I don't think I've reached my my artistic zenith, not even close yet. You know, I you know I, I'm looking up to people like Crypto Graffiti who are doing these massive like public exhibitions of Bitcoin art. And to me, that's that's what Bitcoin art's really all about. Um, so one day, hopefully, uh, we'll take what I've learned and and bring it to even bigger things. Absolutely, man. And yeah, man. When I look at you, it's like. Bitcoin is a renaissance and you're a Bitcoin renaissance man. One day I see you impersonating Christine Lagarde. Another day you're, you know, dubbing over South Park episodes. 
world-class shit posting going on. And uh, today you're creator, you're, you're selling art and you're always supporting the Bitcoin art scene, which is uh, just amazing to see. Definitely. It's a, it's a, it's a burgeoning art scene, you know, like it start like, and a lot of people don't realize like how far back it goes. You know, there are so many people who, you know, were making Bitcoin art in the really early days. And, you know, there were, you know, the first NFTs were on Bitcoin with counterparty. And, you know, it, it's really cool to see, you know, where we started and where we're going and kind of where we are now and more and more people making Bitcoin art. So it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, art's something that I feel like I never fully appreciated because, you know, I feel like you have to be in the moment and understand the full context to really understand what the art's about. And, you know, going to a museum, you can try to, you know, study the history of the time, but there's nothing like living in the moment and understanding what that art represents in real time. And that's what, uh, you know, that's the beautiful thing that Bitcoin art gives us. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. So we have a physique back on top with uh, half a million sats going strong here in the first few minutes. I'll take so, it. Take so, it. Come on, folks. You can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you tell us about this thing? What'd you create here? Sure. So um, this was the most, um, probably the most difficult resin pour I've ever done. Um, I, I started off with resin with, with a lot of, you know, smaller pieces. And for those who don't know much about resin, there's a, um, it can be really tricky. It doesn't always come out. It depends on a lot of things like environmental factors, moisture in the air, ambient temperature, how much catalyst you use, all these things. And it can always, it can turn out wonky. And, and something I did um, early on was kind of embrace the, embrace the randomness of it. I tried not to be so scientific and exact about it because I, I enjoy art being different every time. Um, and what's funny is like, there's this, you know, the debate going on now with like NFTs, like, oh, can't people copy it, copy, just copy, paste, copy, paste. And so when I was making physical art, I was like, well, I want to make things that cannot ever be reproduced. There's no way to replicate the exact situation in which something was made. So it, everything that I make is hopefully unique by itself. Um, and so the idea was to kind of do an ode to Satoshi, hence the, the Guy Fox anonymous mask, which is, you know, really come to represent Satoshi. Um, and I wanted to do something bigger than I'd ever done before. So the, the resin block is itself, like just the, the part above the base, I think is about eight inches tall, maybe nine inches. Um, and it's, it's heavy. This whole piece is like, you know, 24 pounds. Um, so what's going on inside the piece, there's a uh, a motherboard from an old ASIC in there. I wanted to kind of capture a moment of Bitcoin's you know, past. Um, there's, you know, a physical Bitcoin over the eye. Um, and the, the, the paint that's around it is kind of this sort of, I, I think, I think it was tar. I think I used tar as, as the paint. So a lot of weird, smelly, horrible materials. And, you know, I don't know, like I, I like to come up with meaning as I'm making things. So to me, it's like, it almost represents this like weird kind of sticky, odd history of Bitcoin. Like where, like where did Bitcoin come from? It has this like dark past and everyone always thinks it's for illicit purposes when obviously it, it's far, far more than that. Um, so, you know, this is called Genesis block and it's an ode to Satoshi. And it, it, to me, it, 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 it was my attempt to represent the early days of Bitcoin and to kind of pay, pay homage to he, she, they, Satoshi, wherever they are. Right. Um, now, beyond the actual block itself, um, the base is made from concrete. Um, and the reason why um, 
Well, I didn't think about shipping when I first started using concrete. I just thought about how cool it was to use it. Right. Um, so it's heavy, which I, which is, I think, a really a good thing in terms of it being hard to steal um, because it has the open diamond there as well. So if somebody were to try to leave your house, it, it might take them a few minutes to get it out, get it out of there. Um, but concrete is, is a really cool material in that it actually it gets stronger with time. Um, like if you look at this isn't Roman concrete, which is gets even stronger and stronger with time. But as concrete sets, it gets harder and harder and harder. And to me, mm. that's like a perfect met, like a perfect physical metaphor for Bitcoin. Right. You know, we add a block, add a block, gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So to me, like that was why I was like, I have to use concrete for this. Um, and as I mentioned, kind of in the description for this piece, you know, there are flaws in this piece and I embrace those flaws. And, you know, the concrete, I thought I'd be able to get like a perfect finish. And, you know, it wasn't, I didn't quite uh, do the, the ratio correct. So part, part of it crumbled before it set. Um, and then I chose to really kind of lean into that and highlight these flaws. Um, and to me, part of the reason for that is because, you know, Bitcoin may have had this, this um, immaculate conception, let's say, right? You know, Satoshi's gone, blah, blah, blah. You know, but it wasn't perfect when it first came out. You know, a lot of people, coders, like look at Satoshi's code and they're just like, Satoshi was not a good coder, not a clean coder, right. you know? Um, but, th but that's not the point. You know, the point is that you bring everything together and it makes something beautiful. And hopefully that's, you know, what, what I did, did with this piece. So um, I wanted to highlight the flaws in order to, you know, be able to move past them. You know, to me, like, if, 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 you, if you're constantly trying to like be perfect, you're never going to actually achieve perfection. Perfection is something mm. beyond, um, you know, being perfect. I don't know. That, that sounds stupid, but. <laughs> no, man, I hear you 100%. And look, I mean, the authenticity of this thing really comes through. And I, I feel like adds to uh, how special it is. And I love the, uh, the, the metaphor you gave. Like, you know, the code was not perfect from the beginning, but it, it's gotten stronger through time. Mm -hmm. uh, like the concrete you used to build this thing. And, you know, at this point, there's no block that's stronger than the Genesis block. There you go. <laughs> so awesome. what else? a few other things about it. it. It has an open dime embedded in it. Um, so you, I, there's no Bitcoin on it, but you can send Bitcoin to it. Use it as a, uh, you know, a cold storage uh, device of sorts. Um, and then, you know, I said that there are, there are flaws aplenty and, and, you know, there are these, these heat fractures in the resin. Um, and the cool part about them, um, another elaborate metaphor basically, but if you saw the video with the lighting, you know, it's, you can like, the way this piece is meant to be displayed, I think it looks great by itself, but you know, if it's put on a pedestal with, with really cool backlighting, the lighting permeates the resin and it just like, it does all sorts of cool things with the fractures. Um, so I don't know, I kind of think of that almost like, you know, Shining a light on Bitcoin in a way. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, since you got into Bitcoin in 2013, was the Guy Fox reference around then? Do you know how that came about? So that, I can't say, I, I'm sure it was around back then. I, I believe it, it came out from, um, you know, from just um, like hacker culture, you know, it's, I think it's been around, well, it's definitely been around since before 2013 because it actually it's from the time of Guy Fawkes in the in the 1600s, right? It was people literally protesting or doing things that the government uh, wasn't ha happy with, so they would wear these uh, anonymous masks, these masks to preserve their uh, anonymity. But you know, in 
in in truth, I wasn't I wasn't a Bitcoiner in 2013. You know, I right. I had gotten some Bitcoin and I knew a little bit about it, but you know, I didn't have my epiphany until until years later. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, yeah, I'm just asking because I got in relatively late 2017, and by that point it was it was everywhere. Oh, we gotta we gotta shine a light on that. We gotta we're up to over uh, one million sets by KD3. KD3 is serious. He came to play, so watch out, the Zeke and Epoxy. You got some competition. <laughs> you know, I I have to say also I'm very disappointed in the emoji selection because I really want there to be a gavel emoji, and there just isn't one. We got we got to work on that. Is there a gavel emoji? Is that a is that a thing? There's a hammer, but there isn't a, there's no uh, like gavel that look the same. Yeah, we're gonna have to create our own emojis here and make it happen. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh, look, what's uh you told us how you created this thing, you told us about the materials, you told us about you know the the size and weight of this thing. Uh, I saw you mentioned on Twitter that you had some ideas about creating a series uh, with this uh, with this theme. I don't want to put you on blast, but do you have anything to share on that? Uh, I'm still in the ideation phase on that, but I was thinking about how I could, you know, kind of take my art to the next level and combine everything that I've been working on recently. Um, during the pandemic, I actually I kind of took a hiatus from physical art because I, I walked into my, my studio one day and I had just come from the grocery store and I was wearing a mask and I was like, I don't want to put on a paint mask now. Like this is annoying me. So I, I dove into di digital artwork um, and, and taught myself 3D sculpting and, you know, and combine that with 3D printing. Um, where I'm going with this is I, I want to take everything that I've learned and, and bring it back to the physical artwork. Um, so I was thinking how I could do this and this is my, the favorite, my favorite piece that I've ever made. So how can I, how can I build on this? And then I realized, you know, if this is a snapshot of the Genesis block, well, we've got what? Block clock. No, we're not on 600. We're on like 600 something thousand blocks, right? So mm -hmm. wouldn't it be cool to, to kind of create these, these moments from Bitcoin's history? You know, what is, you know, pick a block in time and look at what was happening that day mm. and try to encapsulate some of Bitcoin's history in, in more like resin blocks like this. Um, and there's this artist, oh, let me find his name. Um, While you're looking it up, I got to call out Vizik for the 1.5 million sat bid. Oh, Vizik. Let's go, let's go. Wait, is this it? Sorry. Give me one second. Anyway, I can't find his name. I'm confusing him with another resin artist, but he does these incredible pieces that are layered. Um, and he layers all these embedded objects um, to form this almost mosaic. And, I, and I've tried doing this before and it, it's not, it wasn't my best piece and it's something I wanted to work on. Um, so the idea is to you know, find these moments in time that are special to Bitcoin and to Bitcoiners to commemorate them and to make each block different because each block is different, right? Um, and so I, hopefully I'll be combining my, my 3D printing skills and you know, sculpting you know, custom objects to embed inside and 3D printing them and painting them and all that th kind of thing. Um, and then working them in layers into these blocks to create almost like a, a tableau and a, a scene, an image kind of thing. Like this is relatively simple. Um, I think the, like the stark kind of simplicity of it is what makes it beautiful. Um, but I want to do something more complex. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I've, I've got a you know a notebook a mile long of, of ideas to to work on, but this one is is calling to me right now. So, uh, yeah. 
For sure, man. There's so much you could do with that, whether it's all the bailouts or, you know, Silk Road or even like the halving blocks, right? Well, it's, uh, it's funny you say Silk Road because that's one. Every time I do resin, I never measure. So I always end up with extra resin. And I have to like come up with like a small project on the spot and figure out some way to use this, this resin so it doesn't go to waste. Mm. Um, and one day I, um, I was actually growing weed in my backyard and I had these, <laughs> these pot leaves left over, these fan leaves. And I was like, hmm, this would look cool embedded in resin. Mm. Uh, so I made this sort of like, uh, basically the, the, the starter piece was basically pot leaves encased in resin. And that gave me another idea to kind of do this homage to, um, to what Bitcoin really is like Bitcoin can help us, you know, prevent these stupid wars, like the war on drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Like the governments can't spend all this stupid money if, if they lose the power of the printing press. No. Um, so I made this other kind of resin piece, the one I mentioned earlier, and this new one that, uh, you know, the first one I would probably start on for this series would be like the era of the Silk Road. You know, because I, I just think like you see all these things embedded inside, like pills, orange pills, obviously floating around and, you know, syringes and needles and things like that. But if you do it in a certain way, you know, it won't just look like a, you know, a piece about drugs. It can be a piece about freedom. Um, right. that, you know, Silk Road was, while it existed, from what I from what I've been told, like a really special place where people actually shared good information and could access, you know, drugs safely. You know, if you're going to sure. do drugs, access them safely. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think Silk Road would be a really interesting way to kind of kick off the next block. Maybe, you know, raise money for Ross, that kind of thing. Yeah, I was just thinking that. What a great uh, what a great cause that could go to. Well, whatever you do with it, there will only be one Genesis block. And that's, uh, that's what we're offering today. That's true. It's true. All right, what are we at? 1.5 million sats. Let's go. Let's go. I got one more question for you, Brecky, and then we'll let you go. Uh, you decided to donate any of the unredeemed auction collateral to Satoshi in Venezuela. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that organization and why you chose them? Sure. So um, when I first got into the space, I, I was lucky enough to link up with a bunch of other content creators. And just we all kind of met on Instagram. We were some of the, the only people who... Um, we're on there and talking about, you know, Bitcoin at the time. And one of those people was um, a guy who goes by the name of Javier Bastardo. He's at Crypto Bastardo on, on Twitter. Um, and he's, he's uh, like an amazing toxic Bitcoiner, lives down in Venezuela in Caracas. And he, I think he, he hit me up and a few others and he was, had this, this idea. And we all kind of were like, dude, you got to start a meetup group. You got to do something. And he ended up starting, founding this group, Satoshi in Venezuela, as a, a resource for Venezuelans um, to learn about Bitcoin. And he's, he's, you know, he's waving the flag and he's, he's just an awesome guy. And I love to support what they're up to down there. Um, so, yeah, one of, my, one of my favorite organizations. That's awesome, man. And yeah, just checking out their... Uh... Their website is testing my Spanish skills, but it looks like they have a lot going. Five different facilitators, 10 different meetups, over 250 participants. Uh, I mean, that, you know. It's, it's wild. And this, this all grew. It grew from like nothing to this in like a year. It was amazing to see how, how, how quickly it, it, uh, it happened. Yeah. And you'd love to see. I mean, there's nowhere in the world that can benefit from Bitcoin as much as Venezuela. So, you know, anything that can help. Uh, that people get a hold of Bitcoin and preserve their wealth and and transfer their wealth. Uh, It's a beautiful thing. Exactly, man. Awesome, man. Well, let's 
Look out where we are here, still holding strong at 1.5 million sats, but we got a long way to go. 23 hours and 30 minutes. Do you want to give us a preview of what we have planned for tomorrow uh, towards the end of the auction? Yes. Well, we got we got we got to do some organizing, but uh, I'm thinking we're going to do a live stream with you, myself, uh, a bunch of other artists who have uh, you know uh, put some pieces up for up for auction on scarcity, and some who you know will be putting pieces up for auction. Um, and I would just love if we could have a sort of a roundtable discussion about Bitcoin art, like what it means to us, where it's going. Um, we can talk about scarcity and, you know, just kind of keep the cultural conversation going. It's, it's one of my favorite things to talk about, you know, Bitcoin and artwork together. So, um, maybe we'll stream the clubhouse as well. And yeah, it should be, it should be a fun time. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are scheduled to end the auction. What? tomorrow 2230 UTC 530 p.m. Eastern 230 Pacific so we'll try to kick off the uh, the live stream about 30 minutes before then uh, so hopefully we can get a good group of artists to talk Bitcoin art and uh, attract a good crowd to listen we've got uh, we've got Vizik in the chat saying where do I sign up Vizik you're welcome you're gonna join us don't worry <laughs> <laughs> awesome man all right, Brecky. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again so much for uh, putting on this auction for us. We're really excited for the next 23 and a half hours. Thank you, guys. You guys are putting on the auction. What are you talking about? You did all the hard work. We couldn't do this without you, man. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. All right. Take care.